Hello and welcome to another edition of a quick version of the ValorCast. I am your host, ValorX77. Today we're going to talk about how the impact of the S23 draft class. It is currently the end of S26, so we're going to have to take a look at the S23 draft class. Where are they now? Before we get to this, I have a tier list set up for each. Of my opinion on which ones did well, which ones... Sorry about that. I get caught up every once in a while. <sighs> what was I saying? Oh yeah, back to the tier list. It's quite simple how the tier list works. Topped hits... Steals, misses, and bust. Misses and bust are technically one category. So we're going to jump in right away with the first overall pick. This originally belonged to the Chicago Butchers. However, this pick was acquired when they had to acquire Muford as a result of me leaving Chicago. With the first overall pick, the Colorado Yeti selected... Greedy Sly, a safety out of London. If we take a look at Sly's current stats throughout his career, he did quite decently. He's been primarily used, started off as a safety. In his first year in Colorado, he had 132 tackles, two tackles for loss, a forced bubble, and two interceptions, and a blocked punt. If we take a look at his career stats on defense, he has 184 tackles, 3 tackles for loss, 4 fumble, 1 sack, 5 interceptions, and 22 pass deflections. He has recently made the switch to offensive line. Overall, this guy's a great pick, and he was now currently the GM. So I'd say this pick gets an approval. We now move on to our second overall pick which was taken by the Baltimore Hawks, and they used the pick to select mm, Tyler Montaigne, a defensive tackle from the Dallas Bird Dogs. Montaigne was a huge hit. However, he did not last very long in Baltimore. He only played one season with the Hawks, registering 39 tackles, two tackles for loss, and three sacks. Not bad season, debut season for a rookie. However, he was traded. Unfortunately, he frequently clashed with Baltimore's management that resulted in him getting traded to Austin in exchange for a first-round pick, which was used to select Felix Archstone, Gregor McGregor, and Corbin Brown. It's fair to say I believe that the Copperheads won this deal, but Gregor would eventually return to the Copperheads, Brown would leave after two years, and Arkstone's the only remaining letter of the Hawks after the trade. His stats in Austin included his best year, in my opinion, from the stats, was the first year in Austin. Which, of course, he had two tackles per loss, 48 tackles, two fumble recoveries, and six sacks. He's coming off, this appears to be a down year for him last season, where he had 31 tackles, two tackles for loss, and only two sacks. Overall, not bad pick for the 
for the Hawks. This pick was good for the Hawks, however, even better for the Copperheads. We now move on to the third overall pick. This team did, in fact, retain it. Honolulu with the third overall pick. Hold up one second. With the third overall pick, selected linebacker Henrich Kakpu. If we take a look at his current TPE total, he is currently second in the class with 978. I forgot to mention that Montaigne is first in the class in TPE, being the first guy to hit the 1,000 TPE mark. If you want to agree, Salayas, he's actually seventh in TPE with 941 in the class. Kakpu himself has had a pretty good career so far, as he's been a pretty good pass rusher. His career year, I think his best season, was in, was in S25, where he had 16, 131 tackles, 4 tackles for loss, 3 forced fumbles, 7 sacks, 2 interceptions, and 7 pass deflections. And one of those picks ended up being a pick 6. His career stats are 475 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, 5 forced fumbles, 20 sacks, 2 picks, and 37 pass deflections. This has been a pretty solid pick by Honolulu as one of their late team's pass rushers. We now move over to the 4th overall pick in the class, and they used to select D.B. Jadakiss. Let me find him on the tracker. Oh boy, this guy was, I consider, one of the big reaches of the draft. As I believe, how much TP does he have right now? Let me check. 856. He has been up. He hasn't updated. I mean, he has updated. But when you realize you're in the like top 20, he's still in the top 20. But I think this was a reach. Uh, we need to check his stats. Giaticus was, in my opinion, quite decent. Hang on, let me take a look. Sorry, I had to pull everybody up. I have the sim open. Where is he? He is still on the team. I believe his best season. Uh, take your choice. Hang on, someone randomly tagged me. Take your choice between 110 tackles, 8 sacks, or having 9 sacks, 4 interceptions, 5 pass deflections, and a pick 6. His career totals are 333 tackles, 1 forced fumble, 4 fumble recoveries, 26 sacks, 8 interceptions, 13 pass deflections, and 2 defensive touchdowns. Eh, not bad for the 4th overall pick. With the 5th overall pick, the Philadelphia Liberty selected Tiger Ohm. Oh boy, Philadelphia did a major, major reach. This guy would be probably the biggest draft bust in the... If you wonder, he has not updated... Since July of 2020 and has not been on since August. Yikes. This turned out to be a major reach as he would not play a single game 
in the league, in the main ISFL. Probably the biggest reach of the draft. Uh, or one of them. With the sixth overall pick, the San Jose Sabercats selected wide receiver Tychondrius Hood. Oh boy. This pick, in my opinion, was a huge hit. Tylus has been pretty good for the team. As he's posted back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. In my opinion, his best year had had to be S25, where he had 63 catches for 1,211 yards, averaged 19.2 yards per catch, 8 touchdowns, and 8 touchdowns. His averages include 3,681 yards, averaging 16.1 yards per career, 23 touchdowns, not bad. And he's currently San Jose's best receiver. And is the third highest TPE player in the class. Actually fifth. He has been passed. But with the with the seventh overall pick, the Sarasilla Sailfish selected Son Goku, a defensive end. First off, nice reference with the Dragon Ball name. But Alright, we gotta pull up his stats. This guy at one point was in the top three of Ernie. He has his Ernie has fallen off a little bit. But he is where is he? One, two, three, four, five, six. He's the ninth highest TPE guy in the class with 917 TPE. And if we can pull up his career stats, he has moved to defensive end. And he currently, he actually only has played two seasons up. As he has been in the minors for a very long time. He's only been up since S25 where he has 112 tackles. 23 tackles for loss, including 14 tackles for loss in his this season. Which makes him an early favorite. Two fumble recoveries and 15 sacks and a blocked punt. Not bad start. However, he is missing set. And he has also run Defensive Rookie of the Year before. So, I'd say this pick is a hit. Before we jump into the last of the first round, we're going to have to talk about some of the steals in the draft. If we take a look to later rounds... Some of the picks, I believe, are steals. Second, 22nd overall, Kai Sakura. This was a huge hit. This man was actually the third highest TP, the fourth highest TP player in the class. The, he went 22nd overall to Yellowknife. He is still on the team today. Another good player, Eugene Spoovy, originally drafted by Philadelphia 14 folk. However, he wouldn't last long. He would later get traded to Colorado, where I think he currently is. However, he is testing free agency. I'm hearing rumors that he's probably going to sign in Orange County because obviously he has ties to his former minor league team. So I think this was a good pick. 
Another player who I think is a steal is Joseph Petrangelo, selected 19th overall. I think that Arizona gave up on him too soon. They just recently made a trade for Mafia Sognati, so they made the decision to stick with him rather than Petrangelo. He's currently on the expansion Berlin Fire Salamanders, and he's doing quite well. Another steal of the draft... I'm going to have to say Jackson Kingston at 26 overall. Kingston himself has been doing quite well. He was a wide receiver too, but I think the in Colorado, but I think the expansion draft was the best thing that happened to him where he got wide receiver 1 and actually won offensive breakout of the year having dropping double digit touchdown numbers and actually was third or fourth in the receiving yards. Another steal was Nicholas Ayers. Although he's currently a backup, I think he's going to take over the main role if Gucci potentially position switches. He's had one breakout year. There were a couple misses, but then we go to 32nd overall. I think this is a major steal. Dog Howlett. Say all you want about this guy, but I think he's one of the biggest steals of the draft. His debut season in S25 is something that Many wide receivers will lo- this record will likely be never be broken. One reason: seventeen hundred receiving yards. He not only led the league in receiving yards and touchdowns, but the more impressive thing, he did it as a rookie, as a first-time call-up, and not only won offensive rookie of the year easily, but wide receiver of the year. He's been pretty dominant. However, he is having issues with Hawks management. And he's testing free agency. We don't know where he's ending up. We have to get to another player. Take a look at more picks for steals. I'm going to have to say, okay, we're just going to get this out of the way. Myself at 36. Say all you want about me, but I honestly think I'm a steal. Back-to-back, a 1,000-yard receipt. Season as a wide receiver too, in S twenty five. Well, actually, I took over the main wide receiver role in S twenty six, and still did quite well. So, in my opinion, my player has been doing quite well. If I take a look around the, I'd like to say this. If I can, another steal in my opinion has to be Philip Stomp. Oh my goodness. Originally drafted as a kicker, Philip Stein has pretty much now become a staple in San Jose's defense secondary. He's helped them to get to two ultimate champ back-to-back ultimate championships in S24 and S25. And it's pretty much a good pick. He's actually 11th overall in TBE. Another steal of the draft has to go to Carmichael Hunt. Or should I say my good friend Simo. This meant when you get a freaking former GM, a minor GM, with a fourth round pick, that gets an honor of a steal. He was originally drafted by Philadelphia, but he currently plays for Berlin. And he's pretty good. Other than that, I think this is a pretty... However, I would like to mention that Danny King was another pro bowler. He was taken in the 5th round, 59th overall by Orange County. So, yeah, that's another great player. Anyway, back to the first round.
We last left off with Son Goku. We have to go. Sarasota had another pick. This time they selected Rafael Dalakai. Unfortunately, unlike Son Goku, this pick was a major miss. As he wasn't even the best available. As this guy would, in fact, play only a few games. But his personality, I think, was a big reason of his downfall. And lack of activity. Which eventually got him traded. One for one for Eric Richards. Another player's career who got cut short. He would play a few games for Chicago before abruptly announcing his retirement. Which makes him officially a draft bust. I wouldn't exactly call it a bust. He was meh, but had a very short career. Next up, we have Ray Ray Jackson, selected ninth overall by Honolulu. And this player, I think, is doing pretty decently. He has made a pro, which is pretty good. Taking a look at his stats, his current career has 184 tackles, one tackle for loss, one forced fumble, one sack, seven interceptions, and 71 pass deflections. He's had a pretty meh career. Unfortunately, he's been forced to suffer on some very bad Honolulu teams. I really hope Honolulu can turn the franchise around because they've been treading in bad waters for a while as the team just barely struggled to stick together. The next pick we have in the at 10th overall was Yonef selecting Le Carbaton Duke Marriott. I hate to tell you this, this pick was another miss. And for good reason. This guy would struggle in the ISFL level and would, in fact, get traded and even hop on different rosters. This guy is ultimately a bust. The next pick, Orange County used to select Bob Bob. This guy was only quite decent. However, his earnings are not so good. The next pick we move on to is Dick Fruster. Uh, with the weird and appropriate name. I'm going to have to check his TPE. Spoiler, I don't think it's good. Yeah, only 516 TPE. However, he is still active. But I think this pick was a reach. <laughs> there are a few ISFL guys that I have not mentioned. For being potential steals. A number player didn't talk about. In my opinion. Has to be Brock Bronheimer. This guy. can He's currently New Orleans' wide receiver too. And is currently a part of the Ultimus team. Well done by him. Uh, and then finally we move to the final pick. First pick. Hangle McCringleberry. This guy was taken 13th overall by Chicago. He would only last so long before Chicago mysteriously chose not to protect him and got taken by the expansion Berlin Fire Salem in S25, where he currently is still on. In my opinion, the S23 class has defined a good part of the meta, especially the wide receiver class. So if you want to see an S20, 
see wide receivers in the next series seasons, it will most likely be an S23 one taking most of the awards.